What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. On your soul. What it do, fam? Welcome to episode two of Broadly Specific, aka the BS Podcast, a Fifth Amendment production. I'm your host, Smooth1126, the one and only. This is the podcast that gives you a generally precise opinion on how I see the world with vaguely distinct attempts to keep you informed and entertained. That sentence doesn't make any sense, nor does the world we live in, so that's the sign we have started the show. How are y'all doing? As I said, this is the second episode. This is me not sitting on my ass and actually trying to be productive with my time. <laughs> uh, I'm usually not this consistent, so if we make it to episode three, you know what? That's progress. That's progress for me. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. Uh, but anyway, today is September 1st, starting off uh, the last month of summer, going into the next season. Um, man, this is a time of change, and uh, definitely 2020 has been a year of that. And it almost seems like change happens every week. So I told you on the first episode, I was really trying to understand how I want to get this uh, this podcast to be. And honestly, I just wanted to be a take on my opinion on things, nothing too crazy or serious. Um, but definitely want to, you know, keep people informed to an extent of the things that I care about that I find interesting. And if there's an audience for it, it's great. If not. Like I said, this is kind of be like therapy for me, so it's a win-win in my opinion. Um, but just wanted to talk about a few things this week. Um, a lot of stuff has happened um, over the last um, week. Man, I'm telling you, every week is something. It's really something. But um, I kind of want to talk about just a little bit about myself, but then more so focus on just what has happened um, within the black community. Um, we just had a lot of, um, we've had a lot happen with our spirits this week with a lot of stuff that's going on. So talking a little bit about Jacob Blake and that shooting, and I don't even want to go into the details of what happened, but kind of just a fallout and then maybe even making a way forward, man, just feeling your way through this shit. And then, um, talking about the brother Chadwick Bozeman passing, man, I'm still hard to come to reality, you know, with with my feelings on on him passing, but I'm doing my best and I'm just trying to be um, positive, trying to be positive about it. It's really hard. It's something I have to have willpower and applied power to, but, you know, I I think it's something that we can get through. But uh, I'm going to be a little bit more lighthearted and talk about myself personally. Um, Last episode, I told you about my job transfer moving to the Austin, Texas area, now the home or mecca of podcasting, now that Joe Rogan's here, I'm going to keep saying that shit, just so I can use it as my own motivation to keep doing this, Um, but yeah, man, um, I am now working downtown in uh, in downtown Austin, uh, in a new area uh, that is definitely uh, popping, so... um, started uh with this position it's been really really good so far 
Um, but man, parking downtown is ridiculous. So I had to make some changes <laughs> of, of how I'm going to handle my commute. Um, but I'll, I'll dial it back. Um, with this job transfer, it was really, really something that just an opportunity that came in front of me that I really had to jump on. And I've been in my, my career now for a long ass time. I think I got a plaque that says 15 years. It's been longer than that. <laughs> but um, like I said, I moved uh, from Houston to Austin, really just trying to find some you know better opportunity, get away from um, just some obstacles that I was facing. And so far, it's been a great move. And it was a move that I was able to make on my own terms, not worrying about what um, anyone pay, you know live before me or giving me opportunities. I kind of made my own opportunities in this situation. And uh, it feels good, man. It's almost like vindication that, you know, I've been making some good decisions. You know, you don't necessarily make bad decisions. I mean, you can make bad decisions, but, you know, you always try to look at it as an opportunity to to better yourself, you know, to, to have it as a learning lesson, hopefully. But it's good. Uh, I'm, I'm taking control of my life goals now, what I really want to do in my career. And honestly, um, I'm using this as a stepping stone to maybe pivot into something else. Like, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm really, really, really being seduced by tech. And that's just because of the money I see in it, man. It's just ridiculous. God damn, so much money in tech. Um, but it's it's that's something, you know, some years down the road as I get acclimated and, you know, shit, I might you know, find something else at that time. Um, but it's good, something to consider. So anyway, um, come from Houston, traffic was really, really bad. Um, you pretty much had to commute anywhere, like at least 20 minutes just to go to the grocery store, man. Seriously, traffic was horrible in Houston. I mean, we got three loops and you just, you got, you got to learn. You, if you're trying to go anywhere, you're going to go in the car and you're going to have to deal with traffic. And Austin, I mean, there's traffic here. People always say that, you know, this traffic is kind of getting, you know, congested because it's a small city and there's a huge influx of people coming here, um, myself included. But it's nowhere near the level of H-Town. Um, but that parking situation downtown, God damn. It's like paying another rent if you want to actually stay there. I'm like, hold up. I done paid my car off. What the fuck? I ain't trying I got to pay a property tax in this motherfucker. <laughs> so thank God uh, Austin got it. Uh, they got Cap Metro that's down here and they do a Metro rail that's not too far from. I'm in North. I live in North Austin, uh, actually north of Austin, one of the suburban areas. And um, they got a park and ride station that's like seven minutes away from me. And it takes me straight like within like a couple of blocks of my office, which I love. I love it. It's about 45 minutes, and oh my God, I don't know, man. It's like smooth 11:26 goes to town. <laughs> but it's cool, man. Train's nice and efficient. Um, I don't have to worry about traffic anymore. I get about 45 minutes to either read. I started to read a little bit, but then, I, nigga, it was early because I got to get up earlier now to get there on time and to compensate for any delays on the train. So I, I took a nap. I started reading like a couple pages and I was yeah man I just I couldn't help it it's plus like if anytime something's moving man I just it's hard if I'm not driving like I'm, I'm sorry man that's the best kind of sleep I can get 
super nap time. Go super saiyan nap time. But anyway, the commute's great today. Uh, it was really nice um, to do that and not have the stress of dealing with road rage and just people that really shouldn't even have a license. So it's been good, man. And hopefully that'll change my, you know, keep my attitude and give me time uh, while I'm on the train to, um, you know, gather my thoughts, do some meditation, uh, reading, of course. Um, actually, I was able to, you know, do some show notes to get this episode done. Look at me being productive. God damn. But anyway, I uh, want to rush through some of the segments I want to keep doing uh, that I told you last episode that I'll try to experiment with. So uh, we'll stick with the first one, man boobs. Yes, I still got them. God damn it, but I'm trying to do my best. Uh, <laughs> uh, working out has, uh, it took, uh, I got a little uptick last week. I've been actually going to the park, shooting some, shooting some hoops. I uh, went like three times last week, just trying to keep my cardio up. And then I've been doing some strength training, just trying to, you know, max out my push-ups. I was actually able to do 200 push-ups. Um, I believe it was on Sunday. I'm recording today on Tuesday, on Sunday. And I'm like, I'm not even sore, bro. Like, I remember I couldn't even do 50. I would be weak. Be weak. I'm like, oh, hell no. Nah. I just, I wasn't built for it. But I've been steadily increasing it, changing my diet, trying to get rid of as much of the bad food as I can. But, I mean... I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I did have a key lime pie this weekend, and, uh, yeah, that shit gone already. Uh, <laughs> but uh, back on my game this week, I've been doing uh, fasting. I've actually had a pretty big journey in fasting over the last six months since uh, COVID started, actually. And um, I've done two weeks where I've done uh, five-day fast over the last few months. I'm not doing that now because that definitely takes a different level of willpower, Um but um, it's euphoric and it's definitely spiritual. I went to some places that even um, pharmaceuticals couldn't take me. So it was really um, something that I, I championed myself on and trying to, you know, see if I could endure that. And it is possible, but um, just to kind of not always do the extreme because you still want to be healthy, man. You got to eat. You know, I'm still a big guy. I can't be around. I, I got to, I'm in a, you know, public facing position. So I can't, <laughs> I don't want to be cussing people out or looking like I'm about to fall out. So I got, I got to keep some cognitive, you know, ability in what I do. So what I'm doing this week and what I was doing to build up to my fasting is uh, OMAD diet. So one meal a day. Uh, which really works out. It keeps me level. Um, I, don't, I really pretty much just skip, you know, breakfast and lunch. And that way I'm more productive at work. Uh, I don't have that, you know, that two o'clock slump after lunch. Man, that's the worst. Because I'm like, like, if I'm eating lunch, just count me out. I ain't, I ain't coming back. Like, my body will be there, but my mind ain't, <laughs> like, at all. So um, that, get, that gets rid of that. The OMAD diet is just, it helps me stay focused and then by the time I get home though which is around five or six like today was around six six thirty I'm like I'm hungry but I can eat the food that I really need to eat and it tastes delicious so it's vegetables low carbs um, good proteins good fats all that kind of good stuff uh, wifey holding it down with the meal she pretty much has it ready when I come home which is awesome uh, so that helps me a lot uh, and that's it, man. Like this is really helping me. It helps me 
you know, do kind of a, a, a slow and steady pace on my um, levels for my weight, my blood sugar, my blood pressure, all that stuff. Because as you get older, man, that shit, it matters, bro. So I'm paying attention. I got enough people in my family dealing with those issues that I'm like, ah, I can't be dealing with that shit. Mm-mm. I need all my limbs. But uh, but yeah, man, that's 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 what we're doing right now. Um, hopefully, uh, man boobs, we can change that topic title <laughs> in a year. But the struggle's real. Uh, and then um, another segment is talking about what I've been reading. Get your act together. Keep your mind on the books and off the gal. something that is very important to do um i've always read you know articles and magazines and stuff on gaming and you know that's been okay but actually reading books is something that i just i kind of cowered away from i didn't like it i didn't like how we had book assignments in school uh never really i was never down for it but recently um it's something it's becoming a passion it's actually a hobby that i like doing so I got a few things uh, in a pipe. So I just finished um, I Am Number Eight. Uh, that's a book by uh, Pastor John Gray, which was good, really, really good. Um, I'm not sure if I talked about it on the last podcast or not, but um, it was a great um, book. I, I think the ending was kind of like, eh. but it's, I mean, all these help, self-help books, they kind of come to the same thing. They tell you the whole tagline and the premise of the book, like in the first chapter or shit, even in the, <laughs> in the insert. But, um, you know, it's more about the journey and uh, he makes his parallels as far as being, you know, um, like uh, David, uh, the eighth son, um, uh, who who became the um, the king of the Israelites, I believe, um, and um, defeated uh, Goliath and just talks about, you know, triumphing, uh, triumphing. And I'm not even saying that word right. (laughs) Overcoming. Um, your adversity in ways that um, you might not think um, might be advantageous for you initially, but just stay steady in your your um, purpose and your ethics, and um, the glory will be given to you. And so, yeah, it was a good book. I'm still reading Rise to uh, Rise to Gr- Rise and Ground by um, Damon John. Uh, it's really good. I use that kind of get me pumped up in the day just to kind of get some quips. Um, it's really good. He has some good um, uh, stories, personal stories in there. Um, there was one about Tyler, the creator, man. And I, I really, man, it's hard for me to get in Tyler, creator's music. I mean, he has some gems, like some songs where I'm like, man, you know, dude was straight. You know, I try to listen to him all the way back when Goblin came out. And I'm just like, I cannot relate to what this nigga's talking about. And ugh, I don't know. I, I have to. Maybe in due time. <laughs> but um, I think I watched one of his um, Tiny Desk concerts, and it was actually pretty dope, man. So after reading his story about his um, his mythology and his production and just his you know creative nature, uh, it really kind of drew some interest. So I might be listening to some Tyler Creator um, this weekend and jam out. But anyway, that book is really good. Um, the Rise and Grind, highly recommend it. Um, I'm taking that one slow. I might be finishing that one probably at the end of the month. Um, but a new one I started, which kind of goes into my man boobs <laughs> segment, is the uh, Fat Burn Fix. And this book, um, actually, 
I got it from uh, one of my uh, friends on Instagram. I think I went to high school with this dude. I can't remember. But anyway, he had recommended it. And um, it's actually really good. It's kind of like, you know, low carb, keto diet, you know, in that realm. But it's basically telling you, it's, it's trying to show you the difference between, um, you know, when, when your body is trying to burn off sugar versus fat and just the struggle with that and how you kind of have to rewire your mind, you know, um, to make sure that you're using the right type of energy expenditure. So it's not really like a lack of, you know, the right types of food. It's just how your body is processing the energy, you know, so it's a good read. Um, I'm still early in it. Um, I'm trying to find the author right now. If it'll come up, bear with me. But it is titled, again, The Fat Burn Fix. Um, it's by Catherine Shanahan. So really, really, really good, and I recommend that. So that's it for the segments um, today. I'll keep it short. Um, I really want to kind of get into the state of the current affairs for black folks. I know why you stopped me. I know why. Because I'm a poor black man in a black neighborhood on a black block, and y'all just want to bust my black ass. talk about um, Jacob Blake, another black man that was, uh, well, actually he wasn't killed. Wow. We're saying that now. It's, it's, it's a positive thing to say that a black man that was shot didn't die. That's crazy. I can't even believe I'm saying that right now, but no, thank God this man did not die, but he was shot multiple times by police force. What in the video, which look, we can't judge it. There's only, you know, a segment of time that we can see. But from what I saw in that video, he did not pose a harm to cops. And I mean, if you think somebody that's going to their car, that's walking to their car, there's a real threat. There's other ways that you can stop him. But to go from zero to 100 to where you got to shoot this man in the back multiple times, you in the wrong line of work. I'm sorry, man. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. You in the wrong line. If you're scared, go to church. Don't be a cop. <laughs> if you fear for your life, I mean, you just, you ain't built for it. Just some people ain't. And I'm not saying that it's not a tough job, but when you, when you have no other option but to potentially end somebody else's life as your only option, I'm sorry, bro. I, I, I don't subscribe to that. You know, and people, you know, always get confused about why people are always outraged about this shit. Why are they, you know, getting upset? You know, it's the same old pattern. I'm tired, bro. I'm tired of having to see this. I'm tired of having to talk about it to people to try to explain it. And I should say people of a lighter complexion <laughs> because oh, even black folks, because it's like it's it's so dreary and it's it's so energy draining to deal with this and to to talk about it to know to see the country that you live in just not learn from its mistakes it's crazy and you know it 
the cycle has started. You know, they 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 did the protests, the riots start, of course. Um, unrest. I mean, the family has spoken out, man. I even I feel for the sister, man. When his uh, Jacob Blake's sister spoke, she was talking about how she wasn't like she wasn't. I can't remember what she said. She was not. Um, she said she hadn't cried. She said she hadn't cried in a long time about this. This has been happening way too long, and that she felt numb, numb. And I'm right there with her, man. I'm right there with her because this happens too many times and everybody fed up NBA go out there <laughs> NBA they canceled their games the, the Bucks decided and they were I think they were up like 3-1 against the Magic I mean it wasn't like they were like oh man we ain't trying to play no, no they they really wanted to make a move and it was the players and I, you know what look real talk I appreciate the players taking a stand it was a huge moment in sports um to have that kind of solidarity to say, you know what, we're just not going to play. I, I really appreciate that. But at the same time, it ain't shit. It don't, that sign, that, that show of solidarity really ain't getting nowhere. You, I mean, they decided to resume playing games finishing the season. I mean, I remember LeBron was talking about, oh, well, I'm just not going to play. We's gonna, I'm like, nigga, no, 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 you still going to play. Need your check. Need something to do. Your ass ain't gonna be staying home like all these other people going through <laughs> lockdown and COVID. It is <laughs> you get a huge sense of cabin fever real fast. You gonna want your ass out of the house. I'm pretty sure they getting it in the bubble. Shit. So you might as well get on that court. But I, I hate to say it, man. I feel like it's in vain because these acts, man, they're they're bold, but it's not. It's not really going to do anything but ruffle some feathers. I mean, they were already putting, you know, Black Lives Matters on a court and, you know, phrases or social justice phrases on the back of their jerseys. Like, they were already corporatizing this. You know what I'm saying? So, this just seemed like, at the end, like, in the grand scale of things, it's a shallow attempt. Like, if we really about, if the players are really about this, everybody got to go Colin Kaepernick. And I'm not talking about taking a knee. I'm talking about taking a knee and taking your livelihood, your job in the line and sacrificing that in order to express yourself. Not no weekend shit or let me do a tweet, let me do a blackout page. I mean, calling out for what it is, going against what the... Um, politically correct right is trying to express in their <laughs> their lack of concern of what's going on with black people in this country like you gotta pay attention to, to that shit and they should take a stand in my opinion the only thing that the players can do at this point if they really want to affect real change is they would have to completely shut down just do a complete strike like an indefinite strike and then actually get these corporate sponsors to talk to their lobbyists to really start making some change. Because if you're just doing it for a hashtag and just doing it for, you know, a headline, I mean, come on, bro, it ain't nothing. And I'm like, you got Trump going down there. He, This dude has went to uh, Kenosha, the, the place where the shooting happened. 
And he ain't even going down there talking about Jacob Blake. I don't even think he mentioned his name. He talking about this other cat, the, the dude that uh, apparently there was a guy, there was a kid, a 17-year-old, that went down there to help the cops protect them. And he, you know, was, you know, I call it a vigilante. I mean, he's trying to act like Batman out there. You know, they showed him the video talking to Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> talk about this is how we're going to protect y'all and shit. And then this 17-year-old ends up, what's it, Kyle Rittenhouse. This 17-year-old shoots three protesters and two of them are killed. And, you know, there's so much, you know, video and um, that you can, there's only so much video that you can deduce what actually happened. But the fact that he actually killed protesters, this dude has killed people. They're saying it's in self-defense. The president was already coming to his defense. It's like, bro, like, what are you trying to do? I'm not saying that you you can't defend someone. Like, you, you need, like, we, we should be in a country where anyone's innocent until proven guilty. I, I get that. But your job as a president, especially in an election year, when you're trying to get reelected in less than, like, 90 days, you wouldn't say something or make a narrative to where you're trying to unite unite people like that would make the most sense right but look it's trump so why am i even trying but anyway that's the kind of shit that's going on right now so like a hashtag ain't just gonna do it man you gonna have to do some real shit make these people actually work for where they where they put the money at man and we have so much power look you ever seen Chirac where the women said, look, if y'all don't stop this violence in Chicago, <laughs> uh, we shutting down the pussy. <laughs> and he was like, oh, shit, we got to do something. We got to do something about that. If that happened in sports, if the if all the major athletes I'm talking about, the ML, you know, athletes in MLB and NFL, uh, we don't really fuck with hockey or soccer. I mean, we got some people in there. Um you know, the NBA, if they all said, hey, we're done until this shit changes, like we stop, we're not playing nothing, no games, fuck a contract. If that shit happened, sports, the sports world would just implode. And I mean, we wouldn't have anything to entertain us for a minute on that regard. That would be a huge loss. But that's the type of shit that I think would need to happen if you really want to affect the change that I think needs to happen in this country. So, um, I won't speak on it too much. Um, I, I don't even, I don't want you to come to this podcast for the facts or anything like that. It's just my opinion, um, on, you know, my gen, my broadly specific opinion about that. So hopefully, um, I, I in earnest, I know, uh, this isn't going to happen because just the world that we live in, the country that we live in. But I hope this is going to be one of the last stories we have to hear about this. Like, I'm tired of this narrative. I really am. I really am, man. I don't know about y'all. But um, to even more somber news, but hopefully I can take more of an uplifting approach to it is um this past week we lost our brother chadwick bozeman um probably one of the best contemporary actors um man he did so much 
man, I still can't even. It's hard for me to even to even think about this, man. It's he's such a great actor, such a great actor, just straight up talent. And I really slept on this guy, and I, I like to think of myself as a um, as a movie buff uh, to an extent. I, I I watched a lot of movies, and I really slept on him doing Forty Two. You know where he played. Um, Jackie Robinson, and um, I really didn't get introduced to him until I saw him in Get Up, where he played James Brown, and goddamn, that boy acted his ass off in that, and I'm like, James Brown was an asshole, <laughs> but his music was good, <laughs> you know, he really killed it, and um, man, looking at his credits, this man did so much, and honestly, when I first heard the news, man, I... I I thought it was another attack. I mean, we've lost so many great people um, this year. I mean, starting the year off with Kobe, man, I'm still reeling from that. But I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, there's a conspiracy, man. They trying to take all of our greats out, man. Why is it that they always taking the greatest from us? I was really angered. I was angry at that loss because it's pivotal. He was pivotal and he did so much. But as I um, started reading the stories that came in, um, I learned that he, you know, how he died, how, how he died from, uh, I, think, I, I believe it was colon cancer. And nobody knew but his family. Nobody knew but his family. And that he was surrounded by his loved ones at his, um, at his bedside when he passed. And that gave me a little solace to, to know that, you know, he was in a better place. That um, he, you know, he... Hell of a way to go out, man. It really is. But um, it, it it gave me peace knowing that he went peacefully as he could, and for someone, I mean, to struggle with that, you know, in without it being, you know, in the public eye. And I'm, I'm sorry, man. So many celebrities and Hollywood actors and actresses, man. There's such you know big advocates for you know, charities and movements and conditions and all that shit, but they just, it's a ploy. It's, it's clout for them. You know, it's virtue signaling for them in all honesty. But this man struggled in, you know, turn in, in, in a term silence with this. And from what you can see besides, you know, you know, people talk about how he was losing weight. And I mean, people were even dogging him on that, which was crazy. Um, you wouldn't have known. And not from the characters. I mean, this dude played some of the strongest characters you can imagine. <laughs> and I mean, in less than like half a decade or less than I'll say less than a decade, I think he was able to play so many pivotal roles. Jackie Robinson in 42. James Brown. Get on up. This dude played Toth or Toth in Gods of Egypt. T'Challa. And a lot, like it wasn't just black man. Remember, he started in Captain America: Civil War. That motherfucker was bad in that movie. I was like, shit. Watching that made me feel like, okay, I want to see how Black Panther gonna be. God damn. And both the Avengers, I did. I saw Twenty One Bridges. He was good in that. Uh, the Five Bloods. I ain't watched that yet, and I probably won't watch it for a while. I just don't even. It's gonna be hard. I need. I need a few months before I go back and watch that one. And then Spike Lee. I mean, he always trying to drag on your emotions <laughs> so I just don't even want to go there right now but so much within so little time 
And looking back at that, I look at the fact that he did all these great roles while struggling with cancer. I shouldn't even say struggling. He endured it. He had to. He looked like it. You know, I mean, I could that. I might call in to work if, you know, I can't stay out of the bathroom because I done ate a whole key lime pie. <laughs> like, I ain't going to make it today. <laughs> I mean, but this dude was, was doing the most. And roles that will go down in creating a huge legacy. I don't know that many actors that can live up to this. I mean, he is in the elites. I mean, I put him up there with, you know, the black, like back black actors. I mean, actors in general, but I, I want to say black actors because I think they're more pivotal in my, my opinion. Like he did more than Eddie Murphy, Wesley Snipes, Denzel Washington. I wouldn't say do more. I would say do as much pivotal roles as Denzel Washington, um, Samuel Jackson. I mean, this dude was probably has more film credits than most. <laughs> and, you know, it's just. It's, it's amazing to see. Let me see. Hold up. He did 42 back in 2013. That was seven years ago. Seven years ago, he started playing. Dude, he did Marshall. He played third good Marshall, bro. Damn. It's rough. Oh, it's rough. Oh, he did so much, man. He really did. But you know what? I would say that, you know, we might have lost a role model with him not being here. It's tough for him them to take the greats. But with that kind of legacy, we gained an eternal inspiration. You know? Like, don't be sad. Get fucking inspired to do that kind of level of work in whatever it is that you do. I don't care if it's flipping burgers. I don't care if it's shining shoes. Man, you just, you gotta be great, and there's no excuses, man. No people talking about COVID nineteen, which that those symptoms are all over the place. CDC keep walking back everything. Apparently, you don't even have to get tested now <laughs> when you around other people that are affected. They're like, oh, just walk it off. You'll be all right. If you're asymptomatic, then yeah, you're fine. You don't have to quarantine yourself. Like, what the fuck? Didn't y'all just say <laughs> that we need to shut this whole shit down and social distance? Y'all talking about if we come into contact, we shouldn't even be concerned. Wow. Just, the world don't make no sense. But anyway, there's no excuses. People worry about that shit. And this dude was struggling with cancer and still living his best life. Man. Whew. And also... You know what? Because we didn't even know that, that shows the importance of privacy nowadays. I know I'm being an oxymoron and, and telling all my business right now, which I'm not getting too personal, but hey, it's my black experience. But it's the importance of privacy. You know, we live in such a society now where people want to just expose themselves to everything or to relate themselves, um, put themselves front and center out of everyone's struggle. Somebody else might be going through something, so they want to put themselves in as like, let me tell you about how it happened to me, how I was affected, where I was, all this kind of shit, you know? And I remember seeing an interview that they had did for Black Panther when it was coming out on Sway, how Sway, on Sway. Um, and you could probably find this, like Chadwick Boseman, Boseman Cries or something, uh, Sway. And 
he talks about these two kids that he knew that were battling with cancer that were waiting for the movie to drop. And he just, you saw like this man's soul just be engulfed with his passion for making sure that he can he can fulfill these these children's you know last dying wish to bring out this movie talking about he went harder he's like man i gotta i gotta do these reps i gotta stay on this diet i gotta get these lines i gotta get this accent right he was all about it and he wasn't talking about himself he was making sure that he was doing it for them and we didn't even know that he was going through the same thing how many other actors would you know who would talk about that would that wouldn't talk about something that they've been afflicted by? Shit, uh, Terry Crews out here talking about when Me Too happened. When we talking about the the women, it was the women's movement, the women's moment to really encapsulate you know the the struggles and the fear and the you know just vile nature of toxic you know what do they say masculinity that they had to face you know they're talking about those experiences and here comes terry cruz interjecting like yeah man somebody grabbed my dick it's like nigga, really really we don't really this is what we want to use you as an example for this yep all right okay no this man suffered in silence and kept it trucking and had time to make sure that he advocated for others and that is that is a huge sign of character. We lost a great one. We really did. I missed that man already. But he left a legacy and um, a hell of a lot of work. And I wish, I hope, I hope that we'll learn a lot for it. I'll end, I'll end that segment with this. I had on, on the Fifth Amendment Instagram, I had put a post on there um, from an image of when he played Toth, which I'm not sure if y'all don't know who Toth is or Toth. Um, he's basically, what is, what does Wikipedia say? Uh, he was an Egyptian God. He was a God of wisdom, writing hierog um, hieroglyphs, science, magic, art, judgment, and the dead. I mean, everything. He basically is the existence of human intellect. <laughs> it's crazy. And, but no, this dude played that role, which is really good. Um, it was a small, small role that he had. Um, but I mean, screen time, when I say small, but it was pivotal in the story in what he was revealing, which I'm not trying to put any spoilers out there, but y'all can um, investigate that at, at your will. But anyway, I put that on the Instagram post on, um, on Fifth Amendment, and it was hard because I was trying to find, you know, everybody was talking about RIP and just a lot of sadness. But as I've grown in my spirituality over the last few years and really understanding that, Life and our spirit and our soul is far more um, greater than what we truly see on this clinical world sometimes. And that um, no one really ever dies. N-E-R-D. <laughs> and so um, it took me a while to really kind of find a caption and I, and I couldn't find one to write. I did want to put R.I.P. So... Um, I'm not sure if y'all heard of Langston Hughes, but he was a prolific um, writer and poet back in the early 1900s, um, in the 20s, and yeah, about 100 years ago. And um, he had a poem, and it goes like this. I've known rivers. 
I've known rivers ancient as the world and older than the flow of human blood in human veins. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. I bathe in the Euphrates when dawns were young. I built my hut near the Congo and it lulled me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised the pyramids above it. I heard the singing of the Mississippi when Abe Lincoln went down to New Orleans, and I've seen its money blossom turn all golden in the sunset. I've known rivers, ancient, dusky rivers. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. To me, I think that... I think that helps drive the point that our souls, our spirit are everlasting and that they don't die and that we live on even in our when our when our body hasn't. And I say that because of the legacy that this man has left, Chadwick Chadwick Bozeman, that he will forever live through us. Anyone who aspired to do what he did, um, admired his work, I mean, shit. Wakanda forever, man. Like you we wouldn't have that without him. And I'm not saying that he was the sole purpose of it, but having him as a fixture to play Black Panther and T'Challa gave so much to to this generation. You know, I have my nieces and nephews who I mean, they love it. They love it, man. That's I mean, it's a black superhero. And to them it ain't black superheroes, it's a superhero. He black Panther. And um yeah, man. I, I try not to look at it as a loss you know we didn't lose anything Whew. but anyway that'll be the end of episode 2 for broadly specific um, let me know if <laughs> I'm not even sure how I'm going to be putting this out or if I'm going to have uh, ways for y'all to communicate back to me um, we'll definitely um, make ways uh, to build a community uh, I would love to hear your thoughts um, just so I can grow my thought process and the way I look at it th at things I'm always um, inviting other people's opinions in um, you know just to have some discourse or um, you know casual conversation don't matter but anyway um, I'll check y'all out on the next episode until then hold on to your butts <laughs> <laughs>